Welcome to The Thought Locker, a podcast that enables personal growth. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in. It's Andrew Duncan here and today I am going to talk about strategies you can employ to help reverse global warming. When I speak to a lot of people of particularly my generation, there's this kind of fatalistic outlook that uh, the problem is so big we are kind of screwed. Uh, there's this expectation that the only way positive change is going to come about is if governments make the big changes that need to happen, uh, whether it's getting out of the fossil fuel-based economy, whether it's changing rules around agriculture or, or you know, at least limiting emissions somehow. But the fact of the matter is that we, I believe firmly that we do have the power to make positive changes as a society when those changes are individual. So here's the thing. Governments are reactive, not proactive. They will make policy changes if the population demands them loudly enough. So you have the ability to bring about change. The choices that you make on a day-to-day basis really do matter. And if everyone makes positive changes, these all add up and we can make the world a better place. So please don't give up hope. There are ways to make a difference, which I'm going to share with you today. Some of these are super simple and super easy. I think it's also worth remembering that climate change and global warming, these aren't binary events. It's not, it's either happening or it's not. Literally, the world is getting warmer and it can always get warmer uh, based on human behavior. So however far we let things slide, uh, however far we you know, go above pre-industrial temperatures, it can always get worse and the changes compound the worse it gets. You know, the, the difference between uh, warming of 1.5 degrees versus two or three degrees or four degrees is just astronomical. So uh, however far we go along that spectrum, it can always be worse. So what that means to me is that individual changes really do matter because every little bit you do will save some small level of, of pain for, for people in the world somewhere. So with that monologue over, uh, here are 27 ways you can help reverse global warming today and 17 of them are completely free. I've put this list together uh, from my research. Some of it's a bit of fun. Some of them are are more valuable than others. But the goal here is just to give you things you can do today to make a difference, to to help you feel empowered, to get stuck in, uh, to make changes, and uh, and to show you that it's you know it's not hard to make small adjustments to your life that uh, can have a really positive effect. So here goes. Number one is listen to the song "We Love the Earth." Check it out. It's funny. It's got heaps of cameo appearances from a whole lot of celebrities. My kids absolutely love this jam. It's the one we stick on when, you know, we're in a restaurant and the kids are going crazy and and we just need everyone to chill for a little bit, put on the song and everyone's happy. And all the profits from any streaming or listening to uh, the song uh, go to the fight towards climate change. Number two is to sign a climate petition. So at the site welovetheearth.org, there's a climate petition you can sign. You can also look them up online. There's literally thousands of them. Uh, Number three, use the Ecosia search engine. This is a search engine equivalent to Google um, that plants trees, essentially. um, And and essentially every 45 searches results in a new tree being planted. So it's a very cool way to just take a behavior that you normally do 
many times a day for most of us uh, automatically and, and turn that into a, a weapon to fight climate change. And I love those sort of changes. Number four would be to start a compost bin at home. This has many benefits. Uh, it stops food waste from being chucked in a landfill and releasing methane. So it's going to reduce the amount of rubbish you produce as a family, which is hopefully going to save you money if you pay for rubbish collection. It's also just a fun thing to do with the kids. Uh, we've got a little small compost bin for our son, and so he collects his own little apple cores and banana peels, and we go out to the compost bin together once every few days to empty that out. Number five is to follow 350.org on Facebook. 350.org is an organization which basically um, puts out really good content about climate change and global warming and it'll help you get educated. It'll also keep you updated with any events that uh, you might be able to head along to, uh, whether it's a, um, a demonstration or uh, maybe a petition that you can sign online. Number six is to make a personal commitment to vote for candidates at your next local or national election who care about global warming and are willing to stand up to bring about serious change. Uh, so it doesn't really matter what party you want to support, it's more about the individual uh, person's commitment to, to seeing this as a problem and seeing that uh, it's a problem now, it's something that we need to act on straight away, it's not something to push out to 2050 and deal with then, it's, it's something that we need to be making changes for right now. Number seven is to plant a tree or to give one to a friend. I don't know about you, but I'd be pretty stoked to get a tree as a present. You know, that uh, if I can plant that somewhere in my garden, I'm going to remember that friend or family member every time I look at that tree. It's, uh, it's a gift that keeps giving. Uh, and you can get them something that even that produces, you know, like a lemon tree or a lime tree where they'll, they'll be able to enjoy the benefit of having that tree for, for many, many years to come. Number eight is to buy locally grown food. So start checking those stickers. Uh, and the labels in the supermarket and check where it comes from. If your oranges were made in California, then some big fossil fueled ship had to carry them here. So stick to, stick to locally grown produce. We've got plenty of it in New Zealand. There's no need to buy offshore made um, fruits and vegetables. Number nine, visit a beach and ponder how sad it would be for it to disappear. This is based on the idea that sea levels are rising and are only going to rise further. And, you know, within a couple of decades, it's, it's highly likely that all the beaches that you know and love right now um, will start to get washed away. And potentially the water rises enough eventually that, that, that they won't even be there at all. So I think it's just important to attach a material outcome to the consequences of global warming. And so it's good to go and ponder this. Uh, for me, it's Scorching Bay in Wellington, um, Pukerua Bay. Uh, north of Wellington, these these sort of places, I'd be absolutely uh, distraught to see um, to see wash away. So that's a big driver for me. Number ten. Um, now we're getting into the kind of adjust your diet side. So there's a few points here around uh, adjusting your diet and how that can help. Something that I'm really passionate about. It's okay if you don't agree with all of these suggestions. That's totally fine. The goal here is to focus on what you can do, not what you object to. So along the lines of adjusting your diet, one option is just to have one red meat free day. You might even do that already. Congratulations if you do. But have one red meat free day. Number 11, have a dairy free day where you avoid um, cow's milk, yogurt, cheese, 
see how it goes. There's plenty of cool alternatives available on the market right now. Number 12 is to encourage others to eat less red meat and dairy. Buy someone a coconut milk based flat white. To me, they taste delicious. They're really creamy and just an amazing alternative. More and more cafes are starting to just price them the same as well and not charge any surcharge for plant-based milk. So kudos to the cafe owners out there who are, who are doing that. Number 13, visit a plant-based restaurant next time you go out for dinner. If nothing else, it's a fun talking point and a, uh, a fun way to you know, just make it a bit of an event when you go out with friends. Um, personally, I love uh, Mockingbird on Courtney Place in Wellington. It's a really fun place to go with friends. It's, it's uh, really beautifully made food, but just quite sort of casual as well. Uh, so definitely a, a big fan of that. There's lots of other options too. Um, Pop, uh, the old general practitioner on the corner of Bullcott Street and Willis Street is a very cool place to go and check out. I thoroughly recommend that. And of course, my favorite, uh, Sweet Release, uh, which was on Willis Street but is now moving to Manor Street. Great option for lunches and cakes and treats and all sorts of fun stuff, so check them out too. Number 14, commit to doing meat-free Mondays. You know, to, to make a difference when it comes to global warming, you don't have to go completely vegan. That's not the point here. That's, this is not a binary thing. You can have a positive impact every time you decide not to eat red meat for a meal. So just doing one day a week is a perfectly good way to bring about positive change. So the next section we've got here is called Getting Educated. Number 15 is to watch Cowspiracy, a documentary which is available on Netflix. It's a really eye-opening educational uh, expose of how, the, how industrial agriculture really contributes to um, climate change really and it was one of the biggest reasons why we switched over to a plant-based diet personally. Uh, that and another documentary called Earthlings uh, which I'd recommend checking out too. Number 16 is to read, oh so to go back a step, Cowspiracy you can catch on Netflix um, and uh, Earthlings if you're interested you can watch just on YouTube. Read, number 16, read an article about climate change. So uh, a good source of Educational content is theguardian.com. Uh, they have a lot of reporters who are pretty committed to keeping people informed about this. So you can go and check out their website or on my blog uh, under the show notes. I've got a link to a post where all these tips are listed and there are links through to, to particular articles that you can read from there. Um, there's a very famous article along those lines. So this is tip number 17 now, which is called The Uninhabitable Earth by David Wallace-Wells. Uh, he is a journalist who for years has been following the effects of global warming and he's got a pretty scary article which kind of talks about how uh, essentially the problem is far worse than we even understand or that people are telling us and it's pretty compelling. Uh, so a scary read but I definitely recommend checking it out just to get yourself educated. It's free to read and again I've got a link to it in the blog post that goes for this podcast. Number 18 is to watch Before the Flood which is a documentary put together by Leonardo DiCaprio. Really easy to watch, really easy to understand, just paints a, a picture of um, what's happening to the world and, and uh, what's, what, what we can do about it, really. Uh, so it's quite positive while still being scary enough to, um, to make you want to make changes. The next section is all about bringing about change with your spending, uh, voting with your wallet. Tip number 19 is to switch to a 100% renewable electricity company. This was surprisingly easy to do. We did this, yeah, maybe 
six to eight months ago where we just switched over to Meridian, uh, which uh, generates their power from 100% renewable resources. Lots of different countries have different options, um, but this was the one that we chose and it's really easy in New Zealand at least to change power companies these days. You literally fill in a form online and you're basically done. So it's a simple, simple change to make that has a real legacy benefit to it. Tip number 20, commit to making the next car you buy an electric one, or at least a hybrid. We made the switch over to a Nissan Leaf from, an, from my wife's Audi A3 about a year ago and have never looked back. It's one of the best decisions we've ever made. We had concerns about range and the look of the car when we first were going down this track, but we absolutely love it now. Uh, it's so such a nice feeling to drive around in an electric car. The range is about 130 kilometers, which is more than enough for any mucking around during the day or any adventures we want to do around the Greater Wellington area. Um, we've got a second car, which is a hybrid, a Toyota Prius, which we use when we need to go to uh, Topo or you know Auckland or wherever it might be. We've found all our fears around buying an electric car were completely unfounded. Uh, so I thoroughly recommend at least taking one for a test drive so you can see how much fun they are to own. Tip number 21, start the process of switching to a bank that doesn't invest in fossil fuels. So our largest banks, ANZ in particular, are uh, big supporters of the fossil fuel industry, lending them heaps and heaps and heaps of money. Uh, so if you've got money invested with ANZ, essentially that money's been recycled to lend out to fossil fuel exploration companies. So if you want to vote with your savings, you can switch to a bank like I think TSB has quite a good rating or the Cooperative Bank has a good rating. I've got a link to more information on this in the blog post too. Tip number 22 is to donate to a charity like Cool Earth, who I personally support. They are a really cool charity that help organizations that are um, bordering on rainforest areas to provide, you know, to, to, to come up with other sources of income that don't involve deforestation. So you can protect a lot of trees for very little money. I definitely recommend going and checking that out. They're doing some cool work all over the world. Tip number 24 is to do donate a tree via an organization like Trees That Count, it's called. Uh, that's treesthatcount.co.nz. It's a Kiwi-based charity who also doing some cool work around this space uh, and a really fun one where you can get a tangible material return on your investment where you're actually knowing how many trees you're getting for your money. Which is very different from a lot of charities where you're basically giving the money and just hoping that it is useful but you don't actually know how it's being spent. The last couple of tips are around getting places. So these are suggestions you've heard a bucket load of times, but it pays, it, it bears repeating. Tip number 25 is to ride public transport to work or an event when you normally would have driven. Discovered uh, since having kids that they absolutely love going on the train. So we make it a, a family adventure just to go on the train on a Saturday, just to go and just explore wherever we end up. And I think it's a, it's a nice feeling to, if you do normally always use the car, go and jump on the train. It's quite relaxing to just Sit, relax, watch the world go by. It's a nice um, pattern interruption, if you will. Tip number 26 is to walk or bike somewhere local when you normally would have driven. It's so easy to jump in the car and drive, but you'll see so much more and you'll be more present in the moment if you choose to bike somewhere, like if it's just taking the kids to school or if it's going to a local shop to get your takeaways. Take a bike or walk there and you know enjoy the, enjoy the fresh air, enjoy the sunshine.
Last but not least, number 27 would be to share this post uh, that runs through these tips so that other people can, can use it if they like as well. So I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes. Uh, I hope you get some cool ideas out of there, even if it's just literally downloading the Ecosia search engine. Uh, it's a tiny little change, but it doesn't take any great effort on your part. But uh, from now on, you know, you know that you're, you're making a, a little bit of positive change in the world. Now, before I go, I just want to cover off uh, that kind of fatalistic view people have of global warming again you know global warming and climate change can feel like a really overwhelming problem you know and it's fair to ask will personal changes even help you know, aren't we screwed unless governments choose to act you know what what difference can one person make the key key point to remember is that governments are reactive not proactive they will make policy changes if the population demands them loudly enough every single day you make choices with your wallet your actions and your conversations. And I firmly believe that if enough of us commit to meaningful personal changes, then change as a society and as a country is inevitable. The other thing about it is, you know, there are always bad things happening in the world. Climate change is actually something that you can do something about. You can't you know, stop the spread of coronavirus in the United States. You can't stop mass shootings, you know, but you can fight global warming. There are things you can do right now that will help. So the idea of this podcast is just to give you a bit of, bit of uh, inspiration and a bit of food for thought. So go out there, have some fun, make things happen. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being part of The Solution. Take care, everyone.